Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. All right, starting off, we got Blake from Pig Destroyer. This is sweet. I'm glad it's coming together. And uh, yeah, first question here. Um, where has Pig Destroyer been, you know, trying to branch out? Like, do you have any like different avenues you're trying to take your like promotion and merchandising? Well, um, I guess yes and no. Uh, we recently just did some face masks uh, from yep. COVID outbreak, which we donated all the proceeds to, to charity. Um, I misremember which one offhand. Uh, that, uh, which I thought was pretty novel, but by the time we got around to it, of course, and of course, it's a no brainer. Other bands are going to do it. Um, right. And we kind of got, uh, uh, let's put it this way, like an anti-cop shirt that we got that's going to be coming out soon that we're going to Oh, play. shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which wouldn't be our first one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a new one. And since we, I have, uh, I think we have four or five merch companies. Um, okay. Night Shift Merch, who did the masks. Uh, you know, they already have charities lined up um, for all these things. So uh, we've been spitballing back and forth, um, getting people to get back in touch with us to get some designs. It's been a little difficult, but you know, it, it's it's different times now, man. Everyone's busy and kind of occupied with a bunch of other stuff. Right. I've been noticing, like, when it comes to merch with bands nowadays, people hop on the waves. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's doing shirts of like, you know, it, like you said, anti cops or like, um, what was another thing? You know, like. How do I put it? When when something's hot, bands jump for it, and it's very smart. Yeah, you kind of got to be unique now. It's not just uh, like the way it used to be, where it's like, oh, I love this band on my shirt. I mean, that still still goes on, but you know, right. ashtrays and watches and and shit like that is is to me. Yeah. I think I think it's really cool. Uh, just for us, we don't typically tour, and obviously, nobody's doing anything right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, if I have to buy a hundred skateboards uh, to sit in my garage till the next time I can, I play a show where I don't have to air freight them. Uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> that's just money that's collecting dust. Um, so you know, right. we, we try to kind of be cool about it. Um, and you know, I, we're not really into like I don't like you said you didn't know. I'm not really sure how to put this. We're not really into milking our audience. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the cool merch is cool. I've definitely got some weird shit. I remember a band from uh, the 90s called the Warlock Pinchers. That was from Denver. And, I mean, they had watches and ashtrays and all kinds of crazy shit, like, way before anybody ever heard a band do any of that stuff. Like, what I'm trying to think of, like, right now, like, after the question, you know, I've been thinking about it. Like, bands have been hopping on the, um, you know, doing the customizable, like, pipes and stuff like that. Um. I, that's new to me. Like right. a lot of bands have been doing that. 
recently. I think we, we had the offer to do one of the vapes and uh, a grinder at some point, but I don't really know what yeah. happened. We were supposed yeah, exactly. to have uh, branded coffee at some point um, and mugs to go with that. I don't really ever know what happened to that. That type of stuff is usually, for us at least, someone pitches the idea to us. And I'm like, right. okay, what amount? what is the least amount of work I have to do with this? And if it's exactly. little to none, then I'll be, I usually sign off on it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if right. I have to come up with a design and get a whole different, like, coffee thing and, and you know, like a artwork for the bag and a different artwork for the mug and this and that, then, yeah, I've got enough time. Enough now, now how's that How's that go with you guys? Do you have, like, an executive in the band that makes the decisions or is it, like, a group decision? I mean, basically, I manage the band, but... Typically, okay. um, you know, I will get it to a point where it's workable, and I'm saying, "Hey, I'll say, hey guys, how do you feel about this?" Right. Uh, you know, for example, I'm trying to think of one that was. Um, I made a particularly egregious meme today, and it was like, "Hey, this, you know, just keep this to yourselves. I don't want to post this." And uh, Scott was like, "Yeah, you should definitely post this." And everyone was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> um, right. And you know, it was just kind of a joke, but uh, you know. It, it, you know, we, we try to keep it diplomatic in the band. Right. Um, yeah. It's but, you not know, like one you, you person. Right. You can't have too many rules. cooks because then you get input on every single art yeah. design. And no, you exactly. Five companies as well. Yeah. You're like, you know, I, I don't like that little part in the design. Can you uh, redo it? And it takes like a month. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, that's one topic that always comes across in these podcasts it's like you know having so many people on a project how do you level it out and get progress done i mean it's kind of so, the same thing with writing and recording songs you know um a buddy of yeah. mine's band that, that's getting a lot of attention no moss um when they did their first uh full length like a little over a year ago uh he texted me he was like dude like i love your band but like man do i appreciate how you guys can get this done I'm like, yeah, yeah well, exactly. you know, it's not like you just go in and record it. It's a lot, lot to it, you know. Uh, but, you know, I'm also one of those musicians that I want to like make it seem like I'm bitching about doing it <laughs> uh, because I'm very lucky and we're very grateful to be in the position we're in. Um, right. You know, so it, it's just like anything. It, it's always an uphill battle, you know. Yep. So, you know, scenes that you said – you guys are pretty up there and knowledgeable and this and that. Um, what what are some tips for like beginning underground bands like just hitting the road after this coronavirus hits? Well, you know, <laughs> I've never really been in like a full-time touring band. Um, any of the bands I've ever done have been very uh, sparse on the touring, just not as little as Pig Destroyer. Uh, you know, we average about 10 to 15 shows a year. Um, right. You know, it, it's tough out there, and there's a lot of things that I won't say that I'm the best at. Like, uh, Relapse, our label does a lot of, hey, man, you should post this on Instagram today. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> Whereas, like, that, that that sort of thing would never really ever occur to me sometimes. Um, right. You know, re- recently I talked to my girlfriend about doing a picture Twitter account. She's like, dude, <laughs> like, you have to constantly be on Twitter. There's no point if you're just going to post one today. Yeah, like, I okay. Just- you know, I made an account on that, and they make it so difficult to, like, like I don't get yourself out there. Like, I'll follow, like, maybe 20 people, and it's, like, action blocked. 
Right. And it's like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to get 20 more freaking followers. Cool. Like Facebook, I, I feel Facebook is like the easiest way. To be honest it is, with you. but it, it seems to be going down in popularity. I think there's like a glut, yeah. glut yep. on events. <laughs> you know, once Facebook kind of started the event page thing, it's not just posting a flyer and then you, you go out. It's, you know, once they started monetizing it, I feel the algorithms have changed. Yeah. It, it's weird because like when I look at my, you know, personal pages that I have for this podcast and then the, um, like, how do I put it? The, the page, the main page I have, like, it seems like not a lot of people see it versus like a personal page or like, you know, like those groups or communities, people see that. Right. But. I feel like you really have to sponsor your shit and which they make is, it super is, hard nowadays. You, which is bullshit because, you know, if you do, you know, not saying that 20 or $30 is a lot of money, but um, right. what's your, you know, what, what kind of benefits are you reading from that? Yeah. You're, you're not and even it, getting the people that you want to support sometimes, you know? Right. And it's set up to where it's like, you know, the more money you, you put, but if you're in a, like a local band that's drawing, you know, 20 people, what's the point, you know? Yeah where you might reach one more person that's going to come to your show. Yeah. That's great. Um, right. Which is kind of why I like Instagram because yeah, it's no, I it kind of, yeah, I love that. You know, to me, Instagram makes it seem like, okay, I really, this is, this image is drawing me in and then you can read about it and then you can do your own research. Um, yeah. But yeah, Facebook has been, it's different since I've been on it. You know, I don't think even Pikachu was set up as a musician or band at first. I think we just had our own right. page. And then it migrated right. at some point. Right. So they yeah, monetize. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Monetizing shit. So do you solely listen to the type of music you play or do you like branch out? Oh, no, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm 44 years old. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like, I always ask that question because it's always like, nah, dude. I listen to like fucking, I don't know, like you too, like crazy shit. Um, I mean, yeah, me, I'm like an old, uh, like a really like seventies arena rock, uh, eighties pop and eighties. Like, I guess you would call it goth now, but it wasn't really called that then. Like the Cure and Depeche Mode and the Smiths and stuff like that. Um, right. like I'm a huge Hall Notes fan. I've seen Prince like seven times. Um, wow. saw Frank Zappa a bunch of times before he passed too. Uh, you know, this is always a tough question, but for me, it's just kind of whatever floats my boat. I don't really get super hard into dance music or, um, you know, like I like hip hop, but I'm very particular with that. Like really old school, yep, like aggressive, yep, yep. aggressive hip hop. Um, basically what you would think a 44 year old dude listened to when he was in high school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right. You know, but that's not saying, you know, like I, I've really been into Carpenter Brute lately and I guess that's kind of dancey. Uh, okay. I don't know what they call that synth wave or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, something crazy. So some, um, some like sub genre. Right, right, right. I like a lot of horror film soundtracks stuff. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so you know, it, it's very rare these days when a grind band uh kind of grabs me enough to stand up and pay attention. Or I have to see them. If I you know, sometimes right. I go to shows and I'm like, wow, that band was fucking awesome and I never would have thought to listen to their record until I saw them. Right. I'm gonna shamelessly uh shamelessly plug Hallucination realized they're from Rochester. They're oh yeah, they're great. Band. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen them? I have not seen them, but I do like the record a lot. 
Okay. Fuck um, yeah, I'll tag them. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Yeah, we're worried um, those guys. It's still, you know, Grindcore is still a pretty small knit community compared to uh, a lot of things. But you know, the way it used to be <laughs> in the you know nineties and early two thousands, you're like, oh, you like Grindcore? You're like, you're the only guy in my state. Right, <laughs> right. Like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, I've definitely heard of them, man. Um, you know, DC has. Uh, I live in DC. Yeah. Um, and we've got a pretty vibrant music scene a lot. There's a couple of uh, promoters. Hassan from um, God, why can't they it? Ripping headaches. Uh, you know, he he brings a lot of bands here. Um, mm-hmm. and that's cool. It's it's really we're very lucky. I mean. I'm fortunate enough to live in a city where sometimes I have to decide between which of three shows I'm going to go to that night. Right. Yeah, As exactly. To, like there's Ro- been two Rochester, shows. Rochester has been a few times where it's like, fuck dude, what do I pick? But it's, it's not, I don't know. Weekday shows. Fuck. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Where you live right now. I don't think I'd want to be hanging around. <laughs> I'm not uh, in downtown DC. I'm, I'm just on the outskirts in Maryland technically, but. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, this country has been a powder keg for quite some time, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's well, kind of crazy to, to say that, you know, you looked at the largest civil rights protest in the history of the world. Exactly. I, I was shocked to find like, you know, British people and, and other countries were, were protesting due to racial inequality in the U S man. I always, you know, from touring overseas, I kind of always thought like, yeah, you Americans are crazy. We just let you guys over there and do whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, us Europeans, we don't care. <laughs> like, like, we're cool. We got it down. Right. All right. So um, let's see here. Last question for this part. Um, how has Pig Destroyer, like, made a positive impact on your life, like, to this day? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. You know, it's – this sounds kind of cliche to me to say, but – uh it's just kind of in me and kind of in all of us uh, yep. making a racket and, and jumping around is kind of what I do. Um, I yes. don't know that I would be very sane without that. Um, not having practice in a couple months since COVID uh, started, um, you know, it's kind of been getting to us all a little bit. In fact, uh, I think it was a year or so ago. I was talking to Scott about him turning 50 in a couple of years. And I was like, you know, at what point do we give this up? At what point are we too old to do this? And he was like, right. well, I can't imagine never not doing this. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I mean. <laughs> do you have any, like, feelings that, I don't know, like, this band is going to end sooner? You, like, for me, like, hearing, hearing you right now, you're you're not stopping. No. But. Um, you know, we got a, a new bass player last year, and he's considerably younger than all of us. Uh, and he's just kind of injected like a lot of new life into the man. Um, okay. Both in attitude and like his, his style of playing and stuff. So, uh, right on. you know, it can be a drudge sometimes, just like anything, just like every job. And I mean, I don't look at it at picture as a job, but um, in fact, it's not my job. I'm an engineer. Uh, right on. Yeah. You know, but any relationship that you have, your, your, your lows and your highs. But, um, you know, this is one that I've always been super juiced to be a part of. Now, when it comes to engineering, which, which part of it do you do? I am an audiovisual uh, consultant, so I design sound and I design AV systems for everything from 
a four person classroom to, uh, I did the Ravens training facility a couple of years ago. Uh, okay. so it really just depends, man. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm just a, an AV engineer. When I say, I don't want to say audio engineer cause people think I sit behind a mixing desk and mix pants, <laughs> which I could not imagine doing. And hats off to everyone that does that, man. <laughs> That's right. a thankless job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the the shows while well, in Rochester, the freaking shows start at nine o'clock, and there's like six bands on the bill. Like, yeah, fuck in a weekday. Like, yeah, is that is the Bug Jar still there? I was just that is literally the venue I was talking about. Really? Yes. Well, it's been a long time since the bed of the Bug Jar. Man. <laughs> Damn, dude, you should you should come back when you guys play. You know, we've had offers sick. from Rochester before. I don't know what ever Oz. happened. I, I mean, with us, it's it's a lot of timing. Um, you know, everyone's got day jobs, full-time jobs. Um, Scott has two kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, recently his um, oldest just graduated high school. So good for you, Preston. Um, so, you know, it's it's we do get these offers. It's like, hey, man, come and play, uh, you know, Minnesota. I'm like, well, yeah, I can't just do that on a Tuesday night. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. If there was a way where bands could literally just tour on weekends, that'd be Which awesome. is basically what we do. I mean, we yeah. do a lot of that that type of stuff, um, which does limit us somewhat. Uh, we might be going to Japan. We had a Japan trip scheduled for this year and obviously got moved to next year. Uh, right. And it also had like an Australia offer. So I was like, well, if we're going to Japan, we might as well go to Australia if it'll work out. And we might uh, as well vacation, too, at the same time. Shit. Yeah, unfortunately, that pesky job thing pops up. So, <laughs> Yeah, right. So I guess my last part of that question would be, like, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in a band? Oh, man. Can I quote... Um, Gigi Allen would say I'd be a serial killer. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, that's just, it was always the most like ludicrously over the top. Like I'm intending to scare you answer that I always thought was serial <laughs> killer. I, I'd be a serial killer. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not really sure, man. Um, I'd have to have some sort of outlet, uh, photography or painting. Um, right. maybe, uh, I'm not really into sports that much. I know that's okay. like, Acceptable. I'm an old punk rocker, man. Those habits die hard. Um, you know, like there's a couple of dudes in the band that really like sports and I just can't relate. <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, would, I would say that probably have to be some sort of like painting or photography or some sort of art, but you know, it's I a can. lot less, it's a lot less visceral to me. Um, there's something about making a hellacious racket and, and kind of going nuts. It's <laughs> a little, a little exactly. more cathartic. <laughs> 